There you so, go. How do you like being the fun parent? Oh, I got to be the fun parent today. You got to swear. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Today we are diving into episode two in our little business mini series. And this time we're going to be talking about good customer service again. But this time we're going to be looking at how do we get good customer service? Yes, last time on the uh, previous podcast, we looked at how to give it. But I think that, I mean, I don't know anybody who hasn't been in a position where they don't want to get good customer service or they, they haven't wanted to understand, well, what can I do to get good customer service in this situation? Now, the challenge is that a lot of people tend to quote unquote demand good customer service. Just how they are doing it is very demanding. And there might be, I mean, there's a whole plethora of reasons for this, but there are a couple of kind of big ones that kind of come to the um, come to the fore. It may be because they're afraid that they won't get it otherwise, i.e. that their needs won't get met, or they don't believe they're worthy of getting what they want unless they demand it. Again, so their needs won't be met. So a lot of the time, this comes from people who are um, have got very low self worth. But self low self worth can manifest in a couple of different ways. Sometimes it can manifest in um, in, in kind of um, perceiving unworthy, uh, perceiving or behaving like you're unworthy or you're not deserving. Sometimes it can show up as this kind of arrogant, over like <clears throat> self important. Um, way of, of of approaching it because it's it's a it's an attempt to try to prove that you're worthy when you don't really feel worthy. So the thing about it is is that this can ha- this can show up quite often in the context of trying to get customer service. Sometimes this happens due to the entitlement of privilege. So that. As I just said a moment ago, that entitlement, that arrogance is often an indicator of low self-worth or low self-esteem. It's actually an overcorrection. If you truly felt worth it, you wouldn't need to prove that you deserve it. You wouldn't need to demand it. You would just show up in that belief that you do. Uh, and you certainly wouldn't need to do so at the expense of another person, which is when a lot of these um, this kind of demanding energy shows up in good customer service. What is actually happening is that you are trying to demand that your needs get met at the cost because of how you are approaching it. You're not approaching it with respect and valuing and being respectful of the needs of the other person. That actually um, you're doing this at uh, another person's detriment at the expense of another person. So it also can be uh, a power dynamic showing up. So often what happens is that when somebody doesn't feel truly connected to their personal power, because of how power is perceived in our society, personal power is kind of a strange uh, need to kind of look at uh, and address because people don't realize it's possible to be connected to an internal sense of personal power, one in which there's enough power for everybody and one in which that you can have power with people, other people, 
Instead, how power is perceived in our society is that there's like a finite amount of power and that if some person, somebody has it, somebody else doesn't, which means that in order to feel powerful, I need to have power over somebody, which is a very, very unhealthy way of, me, of attempting to meet that need and also a way that actually compromises your own needs in the process. So what ends up happening when it's a power dynamic playing out is that deep down this person feels um, small and disempowered. So they, they're trying to feel powerful. They're trying to meet that personal power need by having or exerting some kind of power over somebody else but how they're doing it is both ineffective and it's compromising their own needs as well so this often needs to kind of shouting being aggressive even tantrums uh, extremely toxic behavior we've all seen the the viral videos of the of the karening that goes on or the chatting depending um, on the labels being used um, where this behavior is um, it's just incredibly, I mean, it's inappropriate, it's toxic, um, it's extreme, it's aggressive. And the thing about this is, is it is impacting other people's needs. Now, it doesn't matter that your needs are not met in this situation. There is no justification for treating other people without respecting their humanity, without valuing with them and without having an appreciation and a, a respect for the, their needs being met as well. This behavior is never okay. While we might be able to understand why it's happening, we need to make sure that we are showing up and being respectful of other people in how we go about navigating and meeting our needs and trying to get good customer service is no exception to that and we talk about it a lot the i word interconnectedness <clears throat> and especially in this situation we need to remember interconnectedness if we meet our ways in a way that if we meet our needs in a way that negatively impacts somebody else's we compromise our own own needs even if we are not aware of it. So a lot of times it's an unconscious thing that we're doing, right. but we need to be conscious and remember the interconnectedness to avoid doing this. Absolutely. So in order to get good customer service, we need to get our needs met in ways that also meet other pe person's needs other people's needs and in the this, other person the needs. other person's yeah. needs I'm thinking quicker than I'm talking because what <laughs> I want to say and in this context when we're talking about um business it would be um the business's needs you want to think about what needs need to be met for you but what are the needs of the business as well you don't want to be compromising the person that is your customer well, service. It's, it's like it's a number there's a number of layers to this especially when you're talking about customer service in a business context because <clears throat> yes you don't want to do it at a, where it's going to be at the detriment of the business um, but you also don't want it to be at the detriment of the person who is handling and being uh, and the representative of the business that you are dealing with in that moment. And in actual fact, that's probably the most important piece to be mindful of. And it's the piece that most people tend to forget about. Um, and the thing about it is, is that... Um, you, you want to do it in ways that at the very minimum do not compromise the other person's needs. And ideally, you want to look for ways that actually will benefit them and their needs as well. And the same thing with the business. If you go back to the, the last episode that we recorded, um, somebody, you might have perceived uh, initially that if um, I was getting, uh, with the hair salon example that I gave, where if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the whole thing because it's worth it. Um, it's some really important stuff in that episode. Um, but I had a, a perm that fell out and then they ended up up trying to rectify it and made the situation worse um bless you thank you okay um and what ended up happening in that situation is because that the business gave me a number of things for free in, in terms of making amends 
it could be perceived that that was happening at the business's detriment. But when you look at the big picture and the amount of business, the good they 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 were doing that to rebuild the customer relationship, and that customer relationship bought in more business for them in the long term. It wasn't coming at their detriment. That was an investment they were making in the customer relationship, and that investment paid dividends like over and over and over and over because they handled it so well. It was basically. It- we need to look for the win-win and right. that's what that was. It's how can I get what I need in a way that also gives them what they need? What can benefit us both? Absolutely. So some key things we need to remember. Be respectful. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, you know, Claire had said, um, mentioned, the person who is the representative for the company is getting a lot of the brunt of the mistakes that a company or business could make. Even if they aren't personally responsible for it. In most of the and t- especially. Especially. And yeah. I, I, I had to say, a lot of times in customer service, the person you're speaking to has no influence on the... And this is just... No, no direct responsibility. No direct responsibility. For what? And that's And that's in some situations where sometimes it's that person who it's the the person you're dealing with as the representative that's creating the issues as in my example last um mm-hmm. in the last episode and and the thing i'll say about that is that even if they are the person who has has responsibility i mean in, i mean obviously if they don't have responsibility for it, they are still acting as a representative of the business so they are responsible for representing the business in a good way and in a way that is in alignment with those business that business's values but they may not be personally responsible for the thing that's gone wrong even if they are you can still be i mean i i kind of can't believe that we actually have to spell this out <laughs> that's what the, i'm thinking about right now yeah. i'm like no we respect in, people cuz they're human beings absolutely <laughs> like the fact that we're like this is not just something that we should be doing to get good customer service this is something that should be a standard for all people because we are human beings and they are human beings and we are seeing them as equals who are deserving and worthy of respect And yet, frequently when it comes to a customer service situation, that doesn't happen. So we are going to put it in here and we're going to keep saying it until this becomes the standard for everyone in every situation. Yes. So first thing, be respectful. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, also think about it. You get more flies with sugar or with honey than with vinegar. Mm Mm-hmm. There's if a reason for somebody that. is going to not respect me from the other because I've been in the I've been on both sides of it. And I'm sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in there because that sounds like just the, 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 the metaphor that you're using or the phrase that you're using is you get more flies with honey than vinegar. You're sounding like you're doing something above and beyond to be like to be extra, like extra sweet, extra nice. We're not talking about going above and beyond here. We are talking about the basic level of human decency and respect that everybody deserves. This is not you doing something uh, extra. It's not you doing something less. This is the bare minimum that that actually every single human being is entitled to simply because they exist. We all are deserving of respect. And yes, if you want to, if you want to be even nicer because you think that that's how you would that's what you would respond to if someone was super nice to you that that you would appreciate that and you would want to um, help and support them as best you can that's a great way of looking at it like here's the thing that would meet my needs in this situation if I can do this for the other person it's going to get me further I just I didn't want people to think that respect is like this Sugar, above and beyond sugar coating yeah that's it's, not, it's it. not that's the that's the basic that everybody is worthy of and should be receiving from every other person and thank you for pointing that out because mm. it is really there is a very big difference. difference yeah 
The next thing is we need to remember that we can provide different options to help the um, the people resolve at the business or the representative. Mm-hmm. So giving them the different options. What would make this right for me? Mm-hmm. What would do this in a self-first way that right. doesn't compromise either of our needs? Mm-hmm. And then ask for options. Ask what they can give. Make it easy for them to say yes. Be like, what are our options? And also ask for, when you're providing those options, Ask for options that you know are probably going to be within their sphere of capacity to provide. Yes. If you're saying, like, if you um, have had a customer service issue, like the the example that we gave with the restaurant, and <clears throat> where they had, um, they're a small independent restaurant, and they provided um, fish tacos rather than tofu tacos. If one, you want to prov- ask for something that is reasonable. Secondly, you want to provide ask for something that they can provide. If you're like, oh, I want fifty million dollars because you haven't provided me with tofu, you provided me with fish. Chances are, one, they don't have that. That's not something that's within their sphere of uh, capacity to provide. Two, it's not reasonable. It's not mm-hmm. appropriate, and it's not in alignment with the needs that have been impacted. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking to get back to that baseline before the needs were impacted by the incident. Sorry, I just had to jump in. There. Yep, no, I, I love the jump in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through real quick. We want to be respectful. We want to provide different options on how to resolve it, and we want to ask for options that they can actually give and accomplish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next thing is we want to let them know it's not about them. It's about your experience with the company. As somebody who's worked frontline, I have taken the brunt of a lot of frustration that had nothing to do with me. As somebody who, as a recovering perfectionist, who didn't know how to meet their own needs for themselves. I fell into the Karening category multiple times in my life and I wish I had had the wherewithal at that point to be like, you know what, this this isn't about you. I'm sorry if I sound frustrated because I am, but it's not you. And just letting them know, letting the person know, like, I know this isn't you. And I know that both of us in the past, like quite some time in the past, would have dropped into that, that Karening behavior. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, I'm going to be honest. I knew myself at the time. It still, it wasn't okay. It didn't matter what was going on for me, um, and that was um, that was my choice to behave inappropriately, and I take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that I expect anybody listening to be the person who'd been on the receiving end of that. If you were, I apologize profusely because that is on me, and that behavior is never okay, even if it's coming from unmet needs within ourselves because there are always other ways of meeting them. We don't have to do it at somebody else's detriment. That's what being self-first is about. And I know you're also of that opinion, like, oh my goodness, I'm, I, I, I wish I hadn't done it that way. And I'm so glad now I know how to do it in a different way. And sometimes there are times where things are not handled as well as I want from my, like from how I'm handling a situation and going back and being like, I'm so sorry. I that was not towards you and kind of calling myself in at that moment and being like, "Ooh, oh, I just heard it. like that that wasn't about you. I'm sorry." And letting them know and expressing how you feel in ways that are not taking it out on them. And apologizing if you if, if you, like if you've reacted to something that has meant that you've crossed a line, saying, "I'm so sorry." That's not how I want to deal with this situation. I know this is not about you personally. I'm frustrated. That's no excuse. Um, I want to work with you to help find a solution that works for us both. 
and let them know you want to find that win-win. Like you're not in it just for your own benefit. You just, you don't want them to make you happy and you can just walk away from it. Right. I mean, yes, you want to be happy when you walk away from it, but you want to let them know that, hey, I want to do something that works for both of us. That brings them into the process as well at another level. Absolutely. And I think this is an important time to, to say that when it comes to these, when it comes to these things, it would be very easy to view these things as um, as something that could be used to manipulate somebody. Oh, if I could do this and I can do that and I can do that, I can get what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it is if you are doing, if you're trying to gain at somebody else's cost, you are not being self first. If you are trying to get something from a customer service representative that is going to come at their detriment or the detriment of the business, which is not in alignment with the things that, with what has impacted to you, um, and if you, even if you are doing things in alignment of, of what's impacted to you, but you're doing it to somebody else's detriment, that's not self-first because of that interconnectedness, it is going to erode your own needs. You have to, for this to actually um, work in the way that we're talking about, you have to approach it in the way that you want to do something that works for both parties. You're doing this to a little bit like the example I gave in the um, in the last uh, podcast about the um, the vegan cafe in Winwood that I had the experience with. I was genuinely trying to help them and help them to help me in the process to find a solution that worked for both of us. I actually wanted to help improve how help them improve how they deal with customers at a general level. I mean, yes, not not giving somebody something that they've told you could kill them. That's an important part of customer service. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I actually wanted to see if there was something I could do to help them to learn to go above and beyond and actually give good customer experience. So it wasn't like it would have been, there would have been times where it's like this, this company has nearly killed me um, and not caring about the impact to them of how I wanted it to be resolved. That, that was the, that was the time when I would have, I could have slipped into carrying behavior at times, but now I'm at that place of like, yes, I want to make sure this does not negatively impact anybody again in the future that they don't, they're not put in the situation that I'm in, but also that I want to do it in a way which is going to be support. Like I'm a small business owner myself. I don't want to negative. I don't want to cause problems to a, a small business that would affect their ability to generate income. I want to help them to do better. Like we need to be supporting each other in these times and helping each other to do better. And so if you were coming at it from the point of, okay, these people have quote unquote hurt or harmed me. So I want to get what I want and I'm going to use whatever strategy to get that. Just know that approach alone is going to be impacting and eroding your needs even if you want uh, even if you aren't aware of it even if you're not thinking about it even if you're not conscious of it so you need to approach this from this self first place where at the very minimum it doesn't do harm to them in fact you're actually looking for the opportunity where it, ideally you can find something that meets your needs and also benefits their needs as well and I'll tell you, it feels so much better to oh, be able to hit it? both of those things when you're like, when you have a kind of tumultuous situation or something that could go in an op, in like a wrong direction and a customer service person handles it well mm-hmm. and you're able to give them something as well as receiving something, it's like, oh, like it's right. that extra, like we've said, that little hit of like, oh, that feels good. And you shouldn't be doing it for that extra hit. But that's right. one of those ways by, you know, Taking care of other people's needs, it benefits your own. Look at that. Ta-da. Well, shit, it really is that simple. Oh, I got to say it once. (laughs) That's a good title. It feels feels like a treat. (laughs) (laughs) 
There you go. How do you like being the fun parent? Oh, I got to be the fun parent today. You got to swear. Yay. (laughs) So there are a couple of examples of like where we've had experiences where we've received this. Um, And uh, and also on uh, on the other end where um, Serene's going to share an example where she was on the customer customer facing um, uh, side of things and she experienced it from the other side. So I'm going to share a few examples. Um, The first one happened um, a couple of weeks ago where... Um, I am. I have a cell phone um, that is based out of the UK. Uh, my cell phone contract is based in the UK, and I've been here in the um, the US for several months now. And um, I have one of these um, networks that allows me to use my phone um, here as if I was back home in the UK. So I um, can use my phone, uh, my calls, my texts, and my data. Now, um, because I've spent a while here. Um, it's important. Sometimes these uh, these kind of plans can have limits as far as the data usage is concerned, which I completely understand. And I have a US cell, so I was able to use that for the uh, for most of my uh, my data use. Um, and so they told me a while ago that they were going to cut off my roaming. Um, and that I wasn't going to be able to use that anymore. And I was like, that's fine. That's no problem. I'm going to switch over and start using my US cell as the main one. So um, the thing was, is that um, my UK cell, while I'm not needing to use it a lot of the time, it is often used as the security function for accessing banks, for accessing, interestingly enough, this cell phone service. I need need my um, cell phone to be able to text and they need to be able to receive texts as a security measure to access my account with my cell phone company. So... um, but I hadn't been receiving those text messages since the, the roaming situation. So I, I contacted them. I did it over the live chat thing um, and said, look, um, I understand about the data roaming, but I need to be able to get access to my um, my cell phone, uh, my text messages, because it's a security function for a lot of important things, including my cell account with you. And um, the person I spoke to on the chat um, said to me, uh, I'm, I'm very sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. The, um, what's been cut off is your entire cell phone usage, basically. You cannot receive any text messages, you cannot receive any calls, and you cannot use data until your SIM returns to the UK. Um, and I was like, hmm, this is kind of a problem because I'm not returning to the UK imminently. I'm waiting to um, hear about my visa application. So I don't know um, when I'm going to be back in the UK and I can't be without access to these accounts while I'm not there. So I tried to explain the situation and this person kept saying that it wasn't something they could help with. Uh, And they also told me it was something that had always been the case. Well, I've been with this cell phone company for years and years and years and I've spent more than a year out of the UK. Well, no, that's not true. I've not spent more more than a year out of the UK. But I've said that the current limit on it was two months. And I've definitely spent way more than two months out of the UK and not had this cut off. I've had my data um, restricted, which I totally understand, but I've never uh, not been able to receive text messages. Um, So I asked whether it was possible to speak to a supervisor because I realized that the person I was speaking to probably didn't have, uh, mine's kind of a unique situation, and they probably didn't have the means um, to be able, the the authority to be able to uh, to address the situation for me. So I spoke to the um, supervisor. The supervisor told me exactly the same thing. Again, told me that it had been a, um, it had always been a, a, um, a policy of the company and it's something that had been done for years and years and years. And I was like, mm, no, that's not been my experience. I've, this has been what my experience has been. So while I was on the chat, I actually used Skype to call into their uh, call center. 
And uh, the person I spoke to on the phone, and it's it's interesting how when you're aware of this and you're aware of your needs and the other person's needs, it changes how you even approach the situation. So the very first thing I said to this person is like, I just want to apologize and let give you the heads up. I am incredibly frustrated and angry about my experience with this company so far. Um, I know this is not about you personally, and I'm going to try not to um, kind of um, in any way express that in a way that makes you uncomfortable, but I just need you to know that's where I'm at right now. And the person was like, that's absolutely fine. Just tell me what's going on. I explained the situation to this person. They were amazing. They were one of the best customer service people I have probably ever dealt with. Now, it happened to be that I'd had a number of customer service issues with different companies this same day. So I've been banging my head against the customer service brick wall all morning and struggling to find my way through. So this person came on and I explained the situation. He said, no problem. I'll get your SIM reactivated so you can still use, um, so you can still use your phone and your text and your roaming. Um, even while you're away. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much for taking care. I was told that that wasn't going to be possible. He was like, no, don't worry about it. Um, I said, thank you for being so good at customer service. And he said to me, it's all about active listening. And I was like, yes, yes, it is about active listening. It is about listening for what the customer's needs are and being active in how you respond to that and responding to what it is that they're asking for. And I said to him, I was like, you know, I actually train people on customer service and this is what I actually teach them to Thank you for being so amazing at your job. And the, this person was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much for the feedback. I really appreciate it. It was this big old love fest on the phone. And the interesting thing was, is that we went back and forth and it felt really good for me. It felt really good for this other person. And the interesting thing is, is that I understand that I'm in a situation where I could easily take advantage of my phone situation right now because they've reactivated my data roaming as well as the other elements of my phone. And the data roaming I'm on in the UK is unlimited. So I could be using unlimited data while I'm in. I think there's a cap of like 12 gig a month or something. But I mean, that's a lot to be using in a month. Um, I made the decision that I don't want to basically take the piss in this situation because they've helped me to get access to the phone, which is what I needed in the, um, and the text messaging. I'm actually barely using that phone for data. I'm using my US cell phone for data. So I can be fair. I'm not, I'm not trying to take advantage of the company. I'm just asking for what I need, which was the security functionality. So I go back onto the chat functionality and this person says to me, are you still there? And I said, uh, actually, they're like, is there anything I can do? Uh, I can more. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do to reactivate these features. And I'm like, well, it's funny you say that. The guy on the phone I've spoken to has just done it. And they said, oh, I don't know who you've spoken to or what, what you've said to them. Well, I said exactly the same thing to this person. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm glad that you've got it sorted. Is there anything else? I said, actually, I'd like to make a complaint just because you've told me information that wasn't accurate and I could have been stuck on the other side of the world with no access to my bank accounts because of, there was misinformation. So I wanted to provide the complaint not to get these people in trouble, but so that they can provide the training to ensure that other people aren't compromised in the future for something that isn't actually an issue, something that can be resolved very easily, especially when you have a circumstance like the one I'm in where I just needed it for a security functionality. I'm not going to be using that above and beyond. I'm I want to use it fairly, but I want to make sure that fairness goes in both ways. It meets my needs and it meets the company's needs as well. So that's one example. And the other example was a very, um, very simple one. 
there's a uh, a shake mix that I use, like a um, supplements shake mix. I think it's probably the best way of describing it, um, where it's got some protein in it, but it's got a whole bunch of other supplements in it. Um, <clears throat> and I use it as a great way of making sure I'm getting all my greens and fruits and veggies and um, uh, my different vitamins and minerals and all the th- things like that. So um, I tend to use this. I mean, I tend to have one of these probably most days, actually, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and so um, I'd ordered when I was in the UK... I had ordered uh, three of these um, containers of the shake mix. It was being sent over from the US. And I'd done this a number of times before. I'd never had any issues with them. And uh, all of a sudden, it was like two weeks later. uh, And normally, they were there within a space of a week, I would say. So I'd given them plenty of time. No sign of them. And so uh, I contacted the company and they said, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, I was like, oh, okay. So I hung up and I was like, hmm. I wonder. Um, so I called back again and I called and spoke to a different guy. And I, I actually think, I think the guy's name was John. Like that's how good a customer service was. I remember what his name was. So he explained the situation because of COVID, their usual, um, they, the, the usual distributor that they used to, to actually transport things to the UK was no longer available. They'd had to use a different one. And the stuff had gone from the UK, I think it was to the Netherlands and it had got stuck in the Netherlands because they'd had a problem with their distribution services and their drivers and what have you. Um, and he said, I'm so, so sorry. This couldn't have been predicted. Um, we are working with the company to make sure it doesn't happen again. Avoid repeating in the future. Um, he addressed this situation. So immediately he got another set of the three sent out to me um, so that I would have what I wanted. And he actually comped the second set for me. So um, he said, your, your original three are still on their way to you. You will still get them. You can just keep those as a free gift for us. Like we, We're happy for you to have them. Um, but we will get this other set out to you ASAP. So I got, I ended up with double what I'd ordered for the same price. And as it turned out that they'd ordered it and they got it over to me, I think it got through, I think all of them arrived within the space of like two or three days from having the conversation with this person. But again, it was that, that whole thing of like, I was asking that, like, what could they do? And I was being respectful. And I'm like, no, it's not your fault personally. Is there anything you can do to help me with this? And this person immediately just went and did that. Like, he he addressed it, made amends. And in my opinion, went above and beyond. That was more than I was expecting for, um, for the circumstances I was in. So there are some really great examples. And this is just two. There are so many. I know that you've had some as well where that... Just approaching it in this way changes mm-hmm. the experience that you get in the customer service that you receive. Actually, an example I have um, touches on another aspect that we had talked about earlier, which is providing options and providing yeah. choices mm-hmm. that would work for both parties. And I recently had this come up with a um, a flight situation. A day before a trip up to New England, I had a flight canceled. Not my entire flight canceled. A portion of my flight was canceled. It was inclement weather or something. It, wasn't yes, it? it was due yeah. to inclement weather. I was supposed to fly. Um, I had to give you the flight plan so you can realize mm-hmm. exactly. And maybe you can make sense of it because I still I'm still trying to figure out it exactly kind of, what the, makes the, sense. The but solution it <laughs> was kind of confusing, but it worked. Yeah. It worked. So I was flying from Key West. I was supposed to have a layover in Newark, New Jersey, and then I was supposed to fly to Boston. And my flight from Key West to Newark got canceled for inclement weather. This was when all the blizzards were just starting to happen. Mm -hmm. And they had gotten hit with some nasty weather. I'm like, oh, 
okay, well, luckily I realize I can't control things. So <laughs> that's already gone. I'm not trying to hyper control. And that's actually kind of a nice tie into the, you know, yeah. the previous um, podcast was a episode 24. 24. Yeah. Look at, look at you. I, don't, I was going to get on my own I too. know. Um, I realized that there was nothing. I mean, there was a storm. The flight got canceled. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. But there were options. I knew there were other options. And, and there was nothing they could have done to have prevented that being canceled because they couldn't have done anything to prevent the blizzard. Right. So it wasn't like that. They. That there was a, something they should have done differently. Right. It was. I mean, that was what, that, what that's weather. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized. I'm like, well, let me just call to see what you know what my options are, and I'm like. All right, took a pause, about to call an airline during a blizzard. And during, during the pandemic when and travel has been disrupted a lot as well. Yes. So I can only, from a customer service standpoint, I'm like, oh gosh, these call center agents are probably completely, you know, burnt out or dealing with people who don't know you know, the steps to getting to receiving good customer service to an apology. And a lot of they're they're hearing the needs of other people. So mm -hmm. I immediately step back. I'm like, OK, I know I'm walking into a situation that might be a little bit pressurized for the person on the other end right. simply because of the circumstances we're in. Yeah. I'm like, what are my options? What can I do to try and help me get the outcome I want? I'm like, let me see what other flights I can do. So there is nothing from Newark to Boston. I'm like. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I still have this one little leg of a trip. I'm like, what the hell do I do with this? Like, I can't get up to Jersey. That's the whole problem. So I went and I looked and I was like, okay, I found a flight that actually put me in my final destination. Did, didn't you already have Newark to Boston? Wasn't that, you said there was yeah. nothing from Newark to Boston. Oh, there was nothing from Key West to, to Boston. Boston or Key West to Newark that would have gotten me there in the time to catch to my flight from Boston. From Newark to, yes. from Newark to Boston. So I'm just I'm just checking. I'm 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 following because I know yeah. this is a complicated yeah. one. <laughs> so they they canceled the first leg of my trip that got me to New Jersey, but they yeah. didn't cancel from Jersey to Boston. So unless I'm walking up there, I wasn't going to make that flight. So I looked into all my options. And knowing right. how much you walk, I'm thinking that's unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you'd walk to Key West Airport, let alone to Newark. You know, <laughs> no, no, not my thing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so we digress again. Um, so I was like, all right, let me see what my options are. And I look and there's nothing. There's nothing that will get me to Newark. There's nothing that will get me to Boston. And I'm like, oh, well, there it is. And then I'm like, no, let's just think a little bit further outside of this Boston box that I've created for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have another destination. There are other areas I could go to if that was the case, like I could drive from Connecticut or from New York if need be. Mm -hmm. So I looked at my um, the other options that were available for flights from Key West to other areas, other cities, and I found a flight that put me where I needed to be. So I called into the company and they were like, oh, we can't do anything about weather changes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, what if I have an option? And the person was so excited. They were like, oh, like somebody was actually coming to the, to the table. He's like, yeah, let me look into this. So I told him the flight and this flight was Key West to Orlando and wait for it, Orlando to New Jersey which would have then, then put you in, in the place New with Jersey. the inclement weather, which was the reason that the thing was cancelled in the first place. Right. So and you then can then get 
Jersey to Boston. Right. Or in this case, it was actually Jersey to New Hampshire. Right. Yeah. So the guy was like, yeah, let me check into that. And he was excited because he didn't have to come up with that. Because, I mean, I tried a couple of different combinations before I found that solution. So yeah. I was able to take that work and not put it on him because it was me that needed to get up there. And, and I also, gave, you know, you knew what the other options were that would work for you. For and me, would meet too. Your needs rather than him just like spaghetti against the wall with this. Could we, I don't know, could you, could we get you to... Like Buffalo, New York, would that have been helpful? Well, no, it wouldn't have been. It's still New York, but that's the, or the, still the that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not going to get you to where you need to get to. So you coming up with the option meant that you came up with an option that was actually going to work for you and it got us there. You got you there quicker. Yes. So uh, he came back and he was like, I'm sorry, um, I can't. I can get you from Key West to Orlando and I can get you or- from Orlando to Newark, but I can't get you from Newark to Boston. I was like, well, that's the thing. We don't need to do Newark to Boston. This flight goes from Newark to New Hampshire. And he's like, yeah, but I can't, you still have that flight. I can't cancel that last leg of your flight. And I was like, "Uh, um, but how am I supposed to get there? Hmm. And he was like, oh. I'm like, yeah, like if you had canceled the whole flight, would this be a problem? And he's like, no, because then you'd be able to rebook your whole flight. And I'm like, but you canceled the leg that got me out of my state into a different one. And he was like, oh. (laughs) Let me see what I can do for you. And it was one of the, he wouldn't have, if I hadn't had the different options and if I hadn't had the the wherewithal to be like, no, this is, these and, are where the disconnects are. Yeah. And the respectful approach and, and asking him for help, asking like, well, what, what do I do? Like you tried to came up, come up with a solution. That solution didn't work. Help, help me out here can, can we can we join the dots which right. is actually what ended up happening yes and it wasn't a demand it wasn't like well you need to you need to can't it was like oh but this doesn't make sense to me and I called him in I'm like can you explain how it's supposed to work then and yeah. when he was going through he's like yeah it's not gonna happen <laughs> so it ended up being that they were able to give me the flight that I had found which actually ended up working out better for me mm-hmm. but that could have gone I mean that could have you know, that could have turned into a completely different situation that would have impacted my needs in the moment, impacted their needs in the moment, impacted the bigger plan of why I was going, you know, up there in the first place. But the fact that I came to the table with options and I called the person in and was respectful and being like, no, I just want to, I want to use your, your airline. I want to get to where I need to go. That airline? Um, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) What time is it? Um, and it was a really it was a really good experience because I know um, anybody who's talked to an airline on the phone, like I'm sure you've had hopefully some good experiences, but I think a lot of us can hold on to at least one experience where we were like, why don't they get it? Just mm-hmm. in it. Where they haven't had the training or they hadn't had the authority to be able to do what is necessary to be able to support and help us. And it's exactly why we're, we're, we're doing this series is to, to try and help educate from both sides mm-hmm. as to how we can make this work. But you've also had an experience from the, the other side of the coin, haven't you, where you've been on the other side of it? Yes. Um, as I've mentioned before, I've had um, 20 years experience in the hospitality industry, customer facing, guest service, um, concierge all the things it seems. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen it from the other side a lot. And the example I want to use is not actually of a situation where there was anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was a concierge, I had 
two guests. It was right at the beginning of my concierge experience, right. too. And it really kind of set the stage for how I operated and just like the and how it could be. Yeah, yeah. And how it could be and the yeah. joy that was really available to create through my job for myself. Right. And for my guests. Mm -hmm. So as I said, there wasn't a problem with these guests. But how they bent, went about what they were asking for for help made me want to go above and beyond. They were giving mutual respect. They were There was the prioritization of not just their needs, but like, what are you able to do? And, you know, asking for the suggestions. And because we kind of, they met a love and connection need for me where I was like, no, like, I want to I want to help I want to connect with these people and I had the capacity and the means to do so. So I was able to not only um offer them what they were looking for. I was offer able to go above and beyond because I wanted to and it ended up that we created something amazing for them and Claire was actually involved yeah, in this one for them. me. They were amazing, yeah. Um and uh it's now Four years later, I believe. Yeah. And I still get a Christmas card every year from them. And, you know, yeah. they pop up on my Facebook feed. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And we've stayed in contact. And, you know, we've created a connection that never would have been there. But it was because they came to me looking for a customer service experience with those qualities that we were talking about. And I was able to do more. And not because they asked for it. Or not because they even they didn't even insinuate, like, Hey, is there and anything they else you could do? And they weren't expecting it. No, and they were shocked when I was right. finally offering them some things that were obviously not needs that were my responsibility to meet for them. But it changed the situation for both of us. And it, it really was another kind of life-changing situation for me because every... It was a magical... The whole thing it, was a magical experience. It was experience. very, very magical. And and going back to the, the previous podcast episode where we talk about how to give good customer service, this is where, because of how they were, it actually even enhanced... I mean, Serena is somebody she's worked in hospitality for a very, very, very long time. She wants to give good customer service. That's how she operates in that space. But it, it kind of made her want to go even further and even further above. So within the context of the needs that they were expecting to get met within that, that business transaction, she went above and beyond in terms of those needs. And she met a whole bunch of needs they didn't even realize were needs. They didn't mm -hmm. even realize they were things that they would like. And then when she did that and also went above and beyond... And, said I, I'm very blessed that I got to be a part of that experience too you could just see I mean and it was um, it was great because they obviously Serena put all this amazing stuff together for them and they had this incredible experience and what happened was they were having such an amazing experience with it it increased our enjoyment of their experience and the fact that we were enjoying it made that the, meant that they were enjoying it more and the fact that they were enjoying more meant that we and it was just it was just it enhanced it so much for everybody involved it was such a beautiful experience of of like not just the win but I mean we talk about in um uh, when we're talking about needs we look for uh, we talk about looking for the ding 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 which mm -hmm. is things that um things that uh, meet multiple needs at the same time well this was the win 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 I mean it was like ding 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 over and over and over again because not only were all the needs getting met and getting met in, in more enhanced ways but that the fact they were getting met for them meant that they got met more for us and it was it was just so, it was so cool to be a part of that. It really was. I mean, and it's a great, ex it's a great example for this just right. because it, it shows that if, if you're handling yourself and you're approaching situations in a certain way, like 
there's there's so much more that's that, possible. Yeah, the possibilities really are endless. However, if they had come up to me and even just if their tone, you know, if their tone or energy, if they had been like, well, you need to figure this out because this is what your job is, I, I would have met the need. Mm hmm. And then I would have moved on to the next person. And because of who you are, you probably would have not just done basic customer service. You probably would have done good. You would have mm-hmm. met the need well. Yes. That, you was, that was your responsibility to meet. But you wouldn't have gone to that extraordinary level. Um, and I think that the good thing, the beautiful thing about this example is that people often think about getting good customer service in the context of dealing with a customer service issue. Mm-hmm. So it's like we look at like, how do I get what I want when there's been a problem? The cool thing is this is something that applies all the time there doesn't have to be an issue and when there isn't an issue and it's approached in this way look what's possible that's what was the great thing about this example and then the other thing to say about customers this this approach to customer service is it doesn't always work you don't always get amazing customer service just because you approach it in this way but here's the thing if it doesn't work it's because you were never going to get good customer service because the person or the company doesn't know how to give it. Being rude or demanding is actually not going to work any better. You're not going to get a better response from that. In, in, fact, in fact, what you're probably going to do is end up with a worse customer mm-hmm. experience because they're going to dig in or double down because of their um, lack of understanding about customer service and how to approach it. So if it doesn't work, I mean, like I had with the, um, uh, the Shake Company, I didn't get good customer service from the first person. Same thing with the cell phone company. What did I do? I went and tried to see if there was somebody else I could speak to. And by speaking to that somebody else, I found somebody who actually knew how to. And by approaching it that way, if I come into that that those later people with anger or resentment or an attitude because of how I've been treated the first time, which I'm right, I would be rightful to feel frustrated uh, about that situation. But again, I can meet that need for myself. I can express that need and process it without taking it out on somebody that actually has no responsibility for it at all. Um, but if I come in with that attitude, I probably wouldn't have got the outcome that I did. Um, and so, yes, sometimes it doesn't work. But if it doesn't work, that's because the customer, the company and the individual doesn't know how to give good customer service. Trying to use being demanding, being rude, being aggressive, and trying to get your needs met at the cost of somebody else's is never an effective strategy. And not only does it compromise their needs, it compromises yours in the process as well. Anything else you want to add to this before we finish up? We got another one in the series. We have got another one in the series. So um, our final episode in this little business mini series is looking at how to get good talent and keep it. Because I know that this is a a challenge that a lot of companies have been having with the great resignation, with the labor crisis, um, with how the pandemic has affected that. And there have been layers and layers of other things on top of that. that um, that have caused a challenge with how to get good ta- talent and most importantly how to retain good talent mm-hmm. um, and again this is one of the things that we train people on uh, and again this isn't something that is only applicable if you have a business it's if you have a business if it's if you manage people if you are a leader in any way uh, even in a community there's there's these there's things that you can be aware of in this of, that will be very helpful so we invite you to come back next time and listen to that in the meantime thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for watching uh we're sending you lots of love stay safe and between now and next time remember to keep meeting your own needs lots of love bye bye that's it for today if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and give us a written review as it will help more people find us and remember being a good customer is the first step in getting good customer service well shit 
It really is that simple. 